Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Welcome back to Hour 3 Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina along with one of the hardest working people in fantasy sports today, George Kurtz. Our friend Rob Bo producing our show, keeping us flying straight. Uh, hopefully uh, you're taking some time out for yourself there, uh, George. I, I know you're writing a lot for... Not only the uh, Roto experts uh, currently with the, the baseball and and whatnot, and uh, you do the closer report every week, which is fantastic, and I want to talk about that too. Uh, and you get ready for the uh, the football package. So, uh, any fun time for you uh, in this long weekend? Oh, yeah, it's a busy weekend, right? Got the uh, we're doing the radio today, tomorrow, same thing. Mm-hmm. It'll be a nine nine mm-hmm. to twelve in the morning with uh, Kevin Walsh, and then twelve to two with Corey Parson discussing mm-hmm. uh, d- discussing everything we can possibly think of. This is fun time, Peter. <laughs> Come on, we're, we're uh, in, in the sports industry. There's really, uh, no complaints mm-hmm. here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, hey, it's a beautiful day. You know, we're still enjoying the day. We we'll go outside in the yard later, maybe have a little barbecue. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, it doesn't start raining, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no complaints. You know, it's a it's a busier time of year than people would think. Because you're right, we're getting ready for football now with the uh, yeah, yeah. We're getting ready for the package and getting everything out there. But uh, I can't complain. Are you the primary barbecuer in your family? Like, are you the guy that everyone leans on? No, my my wife is uh she's a very good cook. You know, she my wow. wife can uh, really cook. Yeah, it's uh. And uh, I'll, I can barbecue the basics, you know, burgers and dogs. So we're not talking, uh, mm-hmm. you know, rocket science here. But every, everything else is going to be her as far as chicken mm-hmm. or steaks and stuff like that. Uh, shrimp, she, she barbecues. She can, she can do this about whatever she wants uh, as far as cooking is concerned. She's uh, a very excellent. Unfortunately for her, is I'm a very picky eater. And mm-hmm. I'm a pain in the ass. I admit it. I fully admit I'm a pain in the ass. And so mm-hmm. she'll cook some dishes that everybody loves, but I won't touch. You know, I'm pretty much, I'm Irish, man. Meat and potatoes, and I'm a happy guy. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. I like a good meat and potato dish as well. But uh, unfortunately, I've, uh, I'm looked upon as a really good barbecuer. I don't know why, but uh, maybe it's just because nobody else, you know, if they keep on saying you're doing such a great job, <laughs> no one else has to jump in, and, and I'm the sucker who's uh, barbecuing, right? What's that that Al Bundy said in one episode, you know? <laughs> You know, did, did I take a step forward or did everyone else just take a step back? Yeah, yeah. You know, same situation mm-hmm. there, right? Yeah, maybe you just mm-hmm. no one else wants to do it. Oh, yeah, Joe, you're great. You know, yeah. keep it up, Joe. Medium rare, please. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Uh, so let's get back to some fantasy baseball. Uh, you write the closer report every week. So um, 
One of the guys uh, I want to talk about is Kelvin Herrera because Kansas City Royals say they're going to be sellers. They've basically put uh, baseball on notice, and, and who better than to uh, dangle out in front of uh, baseball as uh, a trade bait than uh, Kelvin Herrera? I mean, uh, but my question to you is, is there anyone that we should stash on the Royals now in anticipation of Kelvin Herrera being moved? Because you know what happens when you're, you're dealing with the waiver wire, when it's a, a closer, right? As soon as someone's announced as a closer, then you have to put down, the, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30% of your, your fab budget. And maybe we could, like, jump the gun. Anyone that uh, that we should be looking at? Maybe Brandon Mauer, Justin Grimm, uh, Brad Keller, though he's been a starter most of his minor league career. Any, anyone that sticks out at you for the Royals? Yeah, that's it's well. You gotta remember a couple of things. Uh, yes, the Royals are definitely gonna trade some players. You know, mm-hmm. Herrera, I expect to go. Uh, Mustakas, I expect to go. Uh, Danny Duffy wouldn't shock me either, though he hasn't pitched very well, other than his last start mm-hmm. to really build up that value yet. So they're not gonna win. Some Let me cut you off for a quick second, happens. would you? Let me cut you off a quick second. Danny Duffy, Yankees are looking for a starting pitcher. What do you think? I mean, I know he hasn't been pitching that well, but in the past and with the Yankees' offense, they might not have to give up, you know, top, top uh, flight. You know, everyone's going to be asking for Gleyber Torres, right, or Miguel Andohar. Would you, yeah, would you no, accept no, him on the Yankees? <laughs> no one's getting no one's getting Gleyber Torres. Uh, they can ask all right. they like, but Gle- Gleyber uh, Torres isn't uh, right. going anywhere. The problem mm-hmm. is this. All right, uh, Duffy just signed a five-year, $65 million contract, which, granted, mm-hmm. isn't terrible. You know, that's, uh, right. what, $13 million a year. You mm-hmm. know, and he's got three years left. So he's got three years left mm-hmm. on that contract. So you still owe him uh, $39 million. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a decent amount of chunk uh, change for a guy who's at an ERA of 6.14. <laughs> you know, 1.6 whip. That's not good. You know, that, mm-hmm. that's really not good at all. Uh, well, maybe Yankee scouts are watching the pitch and they're like, hey, you know, uh, I see what he's doing wrong. You know. Listen, I have, I have right. interest in him. Mm-hmm. I do, because once you get left-handed Yankee Stadium, you know, mm-hmm. I think uh, I can understand why there's interest in him. But he's also 29. This is not a 26-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 29, so he's up there. I don't think the Royals move him for scraps, but maybe they do mm-hmm. because they want to get that payroll down. You know, maybe they mm-hmm. uh, will take, you know, second, third-tier prospects. I think the Yankees mm-hmm. would be silly not to kick the door. You right. know, uh, sure. you know, mm-hmm. see what what the price is for him. See what you can get for him. The Yankees mm-hmm. need a start. I expect them to be big players here. I think mm-hmm. they'll. Uh, like I said I think they'll check in on Chris Archer, but I just don't think that'll work out because same right. division. I think for the Yankees, the player I'd watch as far as a possible bigger deal is Michael Fulmer, because I think mm-hmm. what the Yankees want is not only someone who's good, but someone who's young someone and they young. have control of. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so I think that's where where the Yankees will look to Fulmer. There's a Smoke during the offseason. The Yankees talked there. They couldn't work anything out. I wonder mm-hmm. if that's something that could be worked. Uh, it won't require Torres. Could very well re- re- require Andujar. You know, oh, Frazier and, you know, is definitely going to go because he's a, he's a spare part for the Yankees. He'll mm-hmm. go. I think the biggest the mi- biggest mistake the Yankees made, assuming the reports are true, is not giving up Clint Frazier and Chance Adams for mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. You know, during the offseason, yeah. the reports were that I think Chance uh, Adams Pirates is struggling right now, right? Yeah, Adams is no more than an SP five. 
That's all he mm-hmm. is. So, and he's not a he's not a fling. He's a guy. He's uh, he's got to hit his spots, or he's not going to pitch very well. And some people mm-hmm. will tell you, scouts will tell you, he's best in, in the bullpen, and not as a mm-hmm. top flight relief. You know, not as a top flight close or anything like that. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think the uh, if, if those reports are true, and I don't really think they are. I think that uh, the Pirates probably wanted something else. The Yankees weren't willing to give up. Uh, but if they were true, I mean. I like Clint Frazier a lot. He's going to be a good major leaguer, but he's a spare part for the Yankees. And the Yankees have plenty of mm-hmm. outfielders in their system. You know, Chance Adams, I don't think he's ever going to amount to much. So I think mm-hmm. uh, if they, the reports are true that uh, the reason they don't have Cole is because they wouldn't give up both those guys. Then that was a mistake by Cashman. But I have a hard time believing those reports. Right. I'm surprised to hear that you're so down on Chance Adams because, you know, previously, uh, you know, I guess in double a he put up some some big numbers and yet you know um but you're right i mean struggling right now in the triple a with a 5.4 era maybe you're right maybe uh you know that uh, as he graduated to facing more uh sophisticated hitters better hitters it, it, it has hurt him so but i'm sorry that i took us off uh you you were going on about the royals i asked you a question about the royals and when you mentioned danny duffy i'm like wait a minute maybe the yankees could get him but anyway so so we were talking about potential uh stashes for royal future closers yeah uh, that's it now they're not gonna get a ton of save opportunities so i think you need to keep your expectations in check and there's not a young guy who's oh my it's definitely gonna be this guy he's gonna take over and he'll be the guy you want uh you mentioned the name that really no one knows that's brad keller and some mm-hmm. people do believe he is actually next in line there uh so he'd be mm-hmm. the guy i'd keep an, an eye on here but uh as a stash no because I'm, I'm not i'm not seeing 15 saves coming in this you know, last two months of the season assuming herrera is dealt at the deadline not beforehand you know, so I'm not seeing a big thing where you have to go out and grab, grab this guy. Uh, you mentioned Brandon Mauer, who's done the job in the past, but he's nothing special either. You know, the, mm-hmm. and the uh, Royals could do that. Just go with the veteran, you know, let him lock it down, and then, you know, so I guess sort of play it safe with your others mm-hmm. here. But the bottom line is this. If you're a Herrera owner, you're not happy about this because it could go the same way Colum just went. He can go to a team mm-hmm. and not be the closer, be a setup man, think Boston. You know, they, right. they want to go in that direction. Uh, and Boston might be interested in Herrera as well in case they can't re-sign Craig mm-hmm. Kimbrell. Or if Kimbrell wants too much money. So that might be mm-hmm. in play there as well. So, you know, I think I said I have no doubt Herrera gets moved. I'd be shocked mm-hmm. if he's not moved. You know, but I don't know where he's going to go, you know. And uh, he's only making $8 million this season on a one-year deal. So mm-hmm. it's not like any uh, team acquiring will have to pay an awful lot. You'll owe about... Depending on when he gets traded, around three million. So you could certainly mm-hmm. afford that. And uh, I'm curious to see who, where he goes. I'm I actually I'm more worried because uh, if I'm a Herrera owner, I'm always worried that my closer, like, like I said, like Alex Colome, I always worry mm-hmm. that he gets traded to a team and now he loses saves. You know, like right. I said, I, I'm a Colome owner in a league or two, and I just got screwed. And if you have Herrera mm-hmm. too, you have to worry about the same thing, along with a couple of other closers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mets have publicly said they're sticking with uh, Juris Familia as their closer. Peripherals are good, but as of Thursday, led the league in blown saves with four. Uh, I guess what saves them, too, is that A.J. Romos came in uh, last night, gave up uh, two walks uh, to blow the game for the Mets as well. So the, the, how long a leash do you think the Mets have uh, with uh, Familia? Pretty pretty long? or Well, <sighs> And not pretty long because he's already – the reason why so many closers lose their job is because of what's going on here. We start bringing up all the negatives when they blow a save or two. 
You know, yes, he's blown four, I think, save 12. So he's blown a quarter of his saves. You know, that's mm-hmm. certainly not good, but it's not horrendous either. And you mentioned mm-hmm. it. Ramos has not been anything great either. I mean, mm-hmm. would you go to go to Ramos or are you going to go to Gasellman? You know, who's pitched really well out of the pen. You, right, uh, right. And and what happens then with Familia? Do you just lose him because he loses this job? Uh, so I think he has a decent leash here. But that being said, he he blows the next two saves. He's done. He'll have no choice because right. it's New York. The, the media and the fans will you know, blow you out of the doors. You know, you'll be right. booed mercil- uh, you know, mercilessly. They'll they'll be all over you left and right here. Uh, I would assume Ramos gets next shot. But uh, you already said it. He hasn't been great either, right? You know, just because he's a former closer, he and he has the what I like to call giving giving the managers heartache because he puts a lot of runners on base. You know, his whip is one point four seven, which means you know you could tell he walks. He's got fourteen walks in nineteen innings. That's not good. You know, he's right. uh, he puts free uh, people out there, so he's always pitching with runners on base and, and one run leads. That's just that's a problem. So uh, I think Familia has a decently long leash, but you keep blowing. Yeah, so he blows two more saves this week. They'll have no choice but to move on. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned uh, Giselman. I mean, uh, didn't make it as a starter last year, but uh, kind of flourishing as a reliever this year. But uh, you had mentioned in previous shows in terms of like a closer mentality. You got to wonder if he has it. Yeah, and you, you know you don't know that till he gets in there. You just right. don't know it. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I believe it was uh, Scott and Corey who had this discussion mm-hmm. uh, back in old school fantasy. And I, I agree. You know, not mm-hmm. all closers, not all relievers are meant to be closers because getting those Correct. last three outs is tough. You know, the, mm-hmm. the strikes don't tend to shrink. As the umpires don't want to call batters out. You know, the batters are having, are having t- they're having tougher at bats because they're, they're concentrating. They know this, this game's close and they're trying to get on base, do their damage there. So it's just, it's a tougher thing to handle. The fans are more into it. You know, this pressure's on. You blow the game, your teammates are disappointed. The manager's disappointed. You might lose your job, might get released. Da 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 da. It's, it's mm-hmm. not easy to close out a game. Right. Uh, Reds closer, uh, Rasael Iglesias on the 10-day deal with uh, left bicep soreness. Uh, Amir Garrett failed in his uh, first attempt, came, uh, gave up uh, two runs in uh, 1.2 innings, got the hold, uh, didn't get a blown save, but uh, which is kind of odd, right? I mean, it's weird how some of these statistics are tracked, right? Came in, Reds, I think were up 5-2, gives up two runs, and then uh, Jared Hughes comes in to bail him out, pitches two-thirds of an inning, gets a save. But uh, instead of getting a blown save, like I mentioned, Gary gets a hold. But uh, so, I mean, <laughs> go ahead. Was, you're going to say something. I mean, uh, it's I, uh, I'm going to pump the brakes on taking anybody here because it looks like Iglesias could be back pretty soon. Uh, he has mm-hmm. a pitch since the 19th, so they made it retroactive. He could come back. Was that make it Tuesday? This is the 29th, mm-hmm. I, bl- I, I believe. So he could, could be activated Tuesday. Uh, they've already said they expect to be a short stint. So maybe it's Tuesday, right. maybe it's next week. So you might, if you're going to spend fab money on Hughes because he got the save, but you mentioned he got the save because Garrett failed. Does, does that mean <laughs> Garrett doesn't get the next chance? We don't know. Mm-hmm. You know right. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. You know, uh, how much fab money are you going to want to spend on? You might only get another, you might get one more save up. Right, before it's right. gone. So I would, like I said, I would, uh, unless you're desperate where every save is important here, I'd let this go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blue Jays uh, situation, Roberto Asuna could be looking at a significant ban. That's as per John Heyman of FanRag Sports. Uh, you and I are familiar with Tyler Clippard because we're Yankee mm-hmm. fans. We've seen him, right? Finally showing his true colors, right? Giving up runs in three of his last uh, four outings. Uh, 
Ryan Tapera got the save Friday night. Struggled a bit in doing so. Gave up an RBI double, but held on. Uh, that Blue Jay closer situation, though, seems fluid. Ah, uh, it's exactly what it is. Uh, you mentioned soon he's been extended on his administrative leave for another week, and we're we're all hearing the same reports that this is uh, this ban of a suspension could be a long one. That's uh, it yeah. might be the worst baseball uh, seen so far, even worse. Chapman than, uh, got thirty Chapman. games. This yeah, right. so that's yeah, it could be more. It, yeah. it, I don't think at this point, from what where the reports we're hearing, if eventually he's done for the season and you won't see him until mm-hmm. next year, I think it could be mm-hmm. that serious. But that's just me uh, speculating. Uh, no mm-hmm. really true news on that, other than. We are expecting a decently long suspension here. So now, I mean, you said it about Clipper. His, uh, he's blown two of his last two save chances. He's blown them. Uh, or two of his last three, I should say. So he's having his issues. You said he's got seven earned runs in his last four outings. He's having all sorts of problems here. He's not a closer. He's just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't have anybody else there either. Uh, you mentioned mm-hmm. Tapera last night. He may have been that guy who discovered, hey, not easy to close out games. You know, he there had all go. sorts yeah. of issues. And so you wonder mm-hmm. if that was the problem last night with Tapera. Uh, who's next in line here? I mean, that's, that's almost what it is. Next? Who are we trying next? Are we right. going with, so, you know, um, yeah, um, uh, Siang Huan Oh, who's done it before with uh, St. Louis? Are we going with him? Are we going with, you know, maybe John Axford, who's done it before in Milwaukee? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I guess what it is. You said fluid situation. I think it's pretty accurate here. It's almost like who wants it? Who wants the job? You right. know, who, who can who can take the job? Uh, mm-hmm. Tapera's failed. Clippert is failing. Um, I'd be surprised if Ode is not given the next chance. With that being said, I don't I don't say there's so much confidence at all. All right, George Kurtz breaking down closer situation. We better act with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Juggling along with George Kurtz. Bravo. Pushing all the right buttons, keeping us flying straight, doing a great job. And uh, before uh, we went to commercial, George Kurtz was doing a great job breaking down some of the uh, closer situations uh, that uh, we're dealing with. Uh, we just finished talking about the Blue Jays. Um, what about what's going on uh, with the Phillies, George? Um I mean, is, uh, Sir Anthony Dominguez, is he uh, somebody that should be stashed as a potential closer and waiting? I mean, you, you kind of get like mixed uh, mixed communication from uh, the Phillies. One minute they say uh, nearest is their closer for the future. And next minute it's like, you know, Gabe Kapler, manager, doesn't want to name who his closer is. But for now, it looks like it's Hector Nearest. But Sir Anthony Dominguez, is he somebody that's uh, worth a stash? Yeah, I think he is, especially if you're a nearest owner. 
I mean, first of all, I don't mind owning a top flight setup man because they'll protect your right. ratios. You know, so I don't mind that at all. He's striking out batters also. So uh, I think he is the real deal. You can make an argument, Joe, that Nearest is the third best reliever in their bullpen. That mm-hmm. uh, you know Domingo and uh, Dubé or Ramos are ahead of him. And I don't know mm-hmm. if I'd I don't know if I'd argue back at you. You know, I might actually agree with you. So uh, I think Dominguez is worth a stash. That being said, Gabe Kapler has done some strange things. <laughs> you know, so he, he's a, he's a tough guy to read as well. Where uh, rookie managers doing some. Strange, interesting things in that bullpen where he's pulled, uh, almost like he's punishing. I think I don't remember if it was Dominguez or Ramos, but they got the first two outs of a ninth inning, and then they pulled him in like a three run. There was mm-hmm. no threat here. He could have finished the game, got the save. But it, it reminded me of like you're, you're teasing him. No, you're not getting the save. I'm pulling you for and he put Nearest back in. And I think it was early this week or late last week, and uh, Nearest got the save there. So like I said, Cap was a... He's been interesting, to say the least, keeping everybody once again on their toes here. But uh, to answer your question, absolutely, I think Dominguez is worth a stash. Mm-hmm. And I was reading your uh, closer report, which comes out every week. What is it, Tuesday or Wednesday, George, uh, for the Rotor It comes out on Tuesdays. Every, mm-hmm. every Tuesday, I generally try and write it early Tuesday morning and submit it, and hopefully it gets mm-hmm. up there before game time on Tuesday evening. There you go. There you go. And uh, you mentioned about uh, Zach Britton, Orioles uh, closer, you're thinking that uh, Orioles may be kind of not rushing, but they're looking to get him back, uh, closing out games for them, so that uh, you know they could use him as trade bait uh, come the uh, come July. Yeah, I think they want to get him back in action. Uh, they want to get him mm-hmm. back, closing out games, and they probably should have traded him already. But they know a team that keeps waiting forever and keeps losing value on these guys. Coming off the Achilles injury, uh, looks like he's going to be uh, begin a rehab assignment with uh, in the minor leagues on I think it's next Thursday. So they're they're taking a little bit of that time here. We thought it would be a little earlier, which puts his return to a team. You figure seven to ten days after that. Generally, it's when you can pitch on back to back days is when they bring mm-hmm. you back. So you figure mid June. He'll be back, and it gives him pretty much a month, six weeks to prove to other teams that he's the, the Britain of old here, which maybe mm-hmm. he is, maybe he's not. But either way, the most important thing, you know, he throws from the left side. You know, and teams seem to like that. You know, that lefty in the bull, out of the bullpen. Once again, the Yankees mm-hmm. could use him, but the, the Orioles will never trade him to the Yankees. So uh, I think he will be, be shocked if he's not moved. Uh, I just don't think he's going to bring back what they thought he could have maybe a year ago, two years ago. You know, I think Baltimore's uh, made some mistakes. And I think a lot of it's on Peter Angelos. He just won't give up on these guys. Uh, the longer you hold on to a child, the less value he has. Should have traded him in the offseason. Now you're hoping mm-hmm. you trade him now. And there's not many teams other than Los Angeles who have a big need at shortstop. Right. Are, are you finding a trend that uh, more and more teams are looking to uh, have a left-hander as a closer? No, not really a trend. I just think sometimes mm-hmm. the, the best left-hander on your team, you know, the best mm-hmm. reliever on your team has to be left-handed. You know, right. uh, so I don't, think, I don't think I would necessarily call it, call it a trend. The reason why mm-hmm. teams generally don't like left-handers is that they're more right-handed batters than more left-handers. More right-handers, yeah. yeah. All right, so you don't want, you know, you see the ball better. So that's why you're worried the one-run lead, the easy home run. So uh, that's mm-hmm. what they're worried about there. That's why you've, uh, you know, well, you don't generally don't see them. But if they, your best reliever is a left-hander, you don't see Chapman mm-hmm. having many problems. Billy Wagner didn't have any problems. <laughs> Britton, when he was healthy, didn't have any problems. Right, right. Uh, any clarity uh, when it comes to the Angels' uh, closest situation? Uh, I was reading your article. You said you mentioned uh, uh, Justin Anderson might end up uh, being considered their closer of the future. I mean, other uh, guys that are in the mix, Blake Parker, Jim Johnson. Yeah, this is another team where Social likes. I don't think Social trusts anybody. I truly don't. Mm-hmm. He never trusted Petrosian. 
You know, he uh, Jim Johnson's done it before, but we all he's not a closer at this point in his career. Middleton's gone mm-hmm. for the year. Uh, I wonder if he has to go back to Parker, you know, who's came into the season as the closer and see if he can get that. I don't want to call it magic, but you know, figure it out. Uh, right now, there's nobody I'm dying for there. I do think Justin Anderson is there, might be their best reliever, but mm-hmm. I just don't think Social being the veteran manager, we see this over and over again. They tend not to trust. You know, the, the rookies as far as closing games out. And I get it because, you know, those guys might struggle in that situation. The bright lights, ninth inning, we just discussed that, how tough it could be mm-hmm. to pitch in the ninth inning. So I get that. As I said, if, I had, if I'm picking somebody and I'm hoping it's Blake Parker, but Justin Anderson is a guy, sort of the same situation as Sir Anthony Dominguez. I wouldn't mind rostering him just in case, uh, you know, they can come, he can get over that fear and go with who mm-hmm. I think the, the better pitcher is. And I think Justin Anderson is their best pitcher. Mm-hmm. I'm all ticked off at the Angels, uh, uh, George. Uh, the Yankees playing the Angels this weekend, and uh, we're going to miss out on what could have been a marquee matchup, right? I mean, uh, Shohei Otani uh, typically has been uh, a Sunday starter, but uh, what they call it, like uh, management of his of his time? I forget the, the term that they use, the Angels, but they're not going to start him against uh, Masahiro Tanaka. And I think that's, He's that's pitching a, once a week as it is. <laughs> All right. He missed time with blister. Mm-hmm. It's May 26th. Mm-hmm. What exactly are you managing here? You know, I don't think I guess they want to make sure that, that in case they make the playoffs that he's available in October. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's this, crazy. This, it's, this is awfully strange to me that it was announced kind of late. We only found out, what, two days ago that he wouldn't pitch here. Uh, Too much pressure. Angel, Angels aren't playing well of late. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, th- what, three and seven in the last ten. Uh, is it the matchup you're worried about? Pin pitching in New York? Well, the media would have gone bananas, and they would have. You know, mm-hmm. Did you want to avoid that? But you haven't announced him. I mean, he's apparently he's going to throw two bullpens before his next start. So it doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be the New York thing. It's not like he's pitching the next day. Uh, mm-hmm. I just found the strength that he needs to have this, his work managed, really? And May 26th? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're, it's not like they're in first place by ten games. Oh, right, fine. Right. Hey, well, give give him a rest to make sure. You know, you're five and a half games out of first now. You know, mm-hmm. you're you know you're gonna have issues getting a wild card here. You know, you're the Boston Yankees getting one wild card, which leaves you battling with well, for looks like maybe Seattle for the other wild card. Uh, so I'm a little surprised here, uh, to say the least. But as a Yankee fan, hey, I'm thrilled. I didn't want to see him. Mm-hmm. He's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I want to see him because you know you want to uh, battle against the best nope. competition. Want to win? No, yeah. I want to win. Want to win? Uh, you're- Garrett Rich is going to start in this place, by the way. And the Yankees scored, what, nine runs off him in the first inning last time? I'll, I'll take my chances with Mr. Richards. Yeah. And, uh, again, I'll, I don't want to sound like a broken record. but That I mean, wasn't a joke about Richards, by the way. I think it was nine runs. Yeah. <laughs> well, But, I mean, if you're a baseball fan, you're going to want to, when he's not pitching against you or batting against you, see this guy succeed. Right, uh, oh, absolutely. Otani. I mean, it's 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 a fun story, and and uh, I think I mentioned last week that the Rays. I forget his name, but they have somebody in their minor league system who's also uh, a very effective pitcher and hitter as well. Maybe I'll look up his name uh, at the commercial. But um, unless you know, unless your fantasy provider uh, allows you to make daily lineup moves and and recognizes Otani as both a pitcher and a hitter, I mean. To me, it's best to kind of like watch him from the sidelines and enjoy it. Yeah, well, I only have him in one league, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and it was for it's for the pitching side. 
Uh, I did mm-hmm. not realize they were going to do this. So I knew about the six-man rotation, uh, but mm-hmm. I didn't know they were going to, you know, to have extra crap too. Uh, but you're right. Uh, you're probably just better at avoiding the headache. I don't know when in one of the leagues I had somebody was arguing. It's one of my home leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. well, I shouldn't say one of them, the only home league, that uh, he was mad that he couldn't put him as a, uh, a pitcher and a hitter. Like, no mm-hmm. site's allowing you to do that because why can't you put a reliever then who has both eligibility? Why can't you put a first baseman, the first base, and the outfield? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why can't you have put a reliever as a reliever and a starter? You got to put about one position mm-hmm. for the week. Choose one. You all knew this right. coming in and coming in. This was going to be a problem. So I don't mm-hmm. feel bad for anybody. And like I said, I don't feel bad for myself. I knew the coming in. That's why I only took him in one league because I didn't right. want to uh, deal with this in seven leagues. So uh, as, a, as a fan, yes, it is disappointing we're not going to see him tomorrow in New York. You know, mm-hmm. in the Bronx Yankee Stadium, it would have been nice. And I do tend to root for these guys. That's why, you know, I know it's fancy we want to win, but uh, I hate to see when top players get hurt and they're gone for the mm-hmm. year because, you know, you want to see these guys perform in all sports. You know, you want to see these guys play and have the best players out there. The only time I tend to root against them is when they're playing the Yankees, if I uh, mm-hmm. want a Yankee win. But then again, with fantasy, you know, I have so many of these guys on my team. My fantasy leagues are more important than the Yankees because, you know, that's, I might mm-hmm. win some money there and pay some bills. Sure. You know, the mm-hmm. Yankee, Yankees aren't paying any bills for me. So uh, mm-hmm. sometimes it can be it – can, it can pull you both ways. It reminds me of uh, Bronx Tale when uh, – I forget the, the name of the gangster tells uh, C. You know, like uh, if your father can't pay his rent – I mean, you love Mickey Mantle. Is he going to be upset or help you out if your father can't pay his rent? So that kind of – what you just said a couple seconds ago kind of re- uh, reminds me of that that scene from a Bronx Tale. You know, you got to pay some bills, right? You, you're in some leagues that where you might be able to uh, get Damn some right. scuttle, some money. Yeah, and it's baseball. Let's face it: the Yankees mm-hmm. lose one game of 162. I'll, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Yan- mm-hmm. the Yankees going to be all right. So uh, football is sometimes a little different because they got that one of 16. You really can't afford mm-hmm. that. But I just said, bottom line is, you know, if I'm in a money league. Oh, maybe I need that uh, start Rotani on Sunday. I need a, uh, a nice shutout or, uh, you know, I need a, a good quality start there and the Yankees to lose. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, listen, I get it. That's why uh, it's fun about fantasy because it does pull you both ways. And it's also why we tell you, especially at draft time, you need to separate your fandom from fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Keep emotions out of there. And I believe uh, the Rays uh, prospect I was talking about is Brendan McKay. So, you know, just fun, fun guy to keep track of, uh, you know. On the uh, Shohei Otani kind of lines, um, in your uh, article, where uh, what's it called there? The uh, who's hot and who's not? Uh, five up, five down. We t- same yeah, thing. Yeah, five up, five down. Same thing. Uh, we were talking about Tanaka. That he, you know, we missed out on the marquee matchup. Yeah, you, you kind of say that uh, he's not one of your uh, hot players. I mean, if I remember last year, I mean, he came on. I mean, he had a tough start last year as well. Second uh, part of the season. Uh, you rebounded. What's your take on Tanaka? Because he's been a little uneven this year. I guess you're hoping he's going to do it again <laughs> as far as the rebound is going here. Right. He's giving, he's giving up a lot of home runs. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. He's extremely home run prone. And, uh, you know, last year he gave up 35. This year he's already given up 11. So he's hitting mm-hmm. pretty much the same pace again. Uh, last three starts have been underwhelming at best. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Piss good at Houston. No, three. Um, he's. he's it's hard to uh, determine with him. He, he's not throwing his fastball very often. Mm-hmm. He always seems to be uh, trying to uh, trick. Tricking hitters maybe a uh, too strong a word there, but he doesn't want to challenge him. I guess the bottom line. He does not want to challenge him at all. He's trying to trick him with the split, mm-hmm. trying to trick him with the off-speed stuff, and it's not working. 
It's just not mm-hmm. working here. Uh, his ERA is 4.95. His whip is fine. He's not. He doesn't put people on base for free, but they can hit him without a, without a problem here. Uh, so, like I said, he, fantasy-wise, he's going to get you wins because he's on the Yankees. And the Yankees will outslug up. He's 5-2. and two. You know, when you have an ERA of 5 and you're 5-2, and two, it pretty much tells you you're playing a lot of, uh, you know, 6-5 games here that the Yankees are able to outscore the teams and get you a win here. Uh, he's not pitching incredibly deep into games either. You know, it's, mm-hmm. the, uh, it's like he's one of these guys where, you know, once again, Boone may be thinking two times through the order is about it. You know, and then we'll mm-hmm. see what happens the third time through. As soon as he gets in trouble, we're, we're moving him out here. And this is a, if you look at something that could be the Yankees' downfall, by the way, this could be it as well because outside of Severino, nobody's going deep in the games. Yeah, it, it's kind of scary because, um, you know, when, once you get to the playoffs, if you have, you know, two or three really good starters, that's really helps you out a lot. But other than uh, Severino, who you mentioned, no automatics in the Yankee uh, rotation. I mean, uh, CeCe's been been fine, you know, lately he's kind of leveled off a little bit, but you had to expect that. I mean, he wasn't going to pitch to a, a two ERA for the rest of the season. But uh, you and I are old enough where we remember the Yankees of the 80s where I mean, they had incredible uh, uh, an offense that included, you know, Ricky Henderson in their, his prime, uh, Dave Winfield in his prime. Uh, even you know for a season or two, Jack Clark uh, when he was in his prime, and Jack Don Baylor. Remember Jack Clark? Yeah, I remember um, Jack Clark. Sure. Don Mattingly, of course, in his prime. But he also had a pitching staff that consisted of Joe and Phil Necro and the original Tommy John. You know, other than than Ron Guidry. You know, so I mean, uh, I, I have tr- faith in the uh, the Yankee hierarchy that they're going to put this thing together. But obviously, I mean, they're, they're battling for first place, they're back and forth with the, with the Red Sox. So, so far, it's okay. But for the long haul, in terms of for the, uh, you know, the playoffs, you, you need, a, you know, at least two or three starters that you could rely on. The problem with the Yankees is this. Uh, it's, it's a good and bad thing. They're not, this, the regular season means nothing to them. It, mm-hmm. they're, they're making the playoffs. There's little doubt about that. Uh, it's all about the playoffs. You want you want to avoid that one game playoff, you mm-hmm. know. Which will uh, granted it'll be against a lesser team because odds it'll be against either you know Seattle, the Angels again. And it'll probably be at Yankee Stadium, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I guess could figure things out. So it'll be against a lesser team, but still you want to avoid mm-hmm. that playoff. Uh, but after that, right. I mean, look at everybody you could play. You know, in the uh, in, in the second, I guess what is it, do they call it the second round? Is the first round of the wild? Whatever. In the divisional playoffs, you're playing Houston. That's mm-hmm. Verlander. Morton, Keiko, Cole, McCullers, mm-hmm. Cole. Whatever order you want to mm-hmm. throw them out there. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty much anybody in the American League, by the way. Good luck to you with that staff. Good mm-hmm. luck indeed. But you thought the Indians. Oh, now you're talking about Kluber, Carrasco, you know, uh, Bowers pitching very well. It's nowhere near as deep as Houston's, but that's a, it's better than the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Yankees are winning because their bullpen is, uh, is very good and the offense is very mm-hmm. good. Everything yeah. else is not very good. The starting pitching is... is Average at best, you know. Outside, mm-hmm. outside of Severino, it's poor. Uh, so they, they've got some work to be done here. And so the Yankees minor league system does have stars, but they're not quite as developed as the hitters are. There's no uh, Gleyber Torres, there's no Miguel Andahars ready to come up as far mm-hmm. as starting pitchers is concerned. Justice Sheffield is someone to watch later in the season. Mm-hmm. And uh, just as we approach commercial, I mean, Gleyber Torres has just been insane. It's just white hot. I mean. Uh, entering this weekend, four straight games with home runs, five for the week. I mean, the guy's – everything that was advertised. I mean, it's like 
you know, uh, you know, with the A team, you, you love it when a plan comes together. I mean, well, this plan came together. I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, just so smooth out there, such a natural. Showing our age once again, A team. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, they I remade the movie a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I like the uh, the original show was actually pretty good. I I enjoyed that. Yeah, uh, entertaining. It was entertaining. It was stupid as all hell, but uh, only because they they would fire a thousand bullets a show, and no no one ever got no one ever got shot, more or less killed. Uh, weird, but uh, yeah, the Yankees the Yankees will be there at the end, but uh, I I'd be shocked if they don't try extremely hard to get at least one, if not really two, starting pitchers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, uh, we'll be back. We'll close out the show. Got some waiver wire suggestions for you. Uh, maybe a couple of hot and cold players if we have time and also maybe uh, get George's take on the NHL Finals we'll be back Weekend Fantasy Update Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand or better yet in the pocket of your khakis well check it out now you can it's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurtz, along with me, Joe Galina, Bob Poe, uh, producing the show. And George uh, promised a little uh, waiver wire action for our listeners. And, uh, you know, we talked about this uh, on previous shows and earlier. Yeah, sometimes... Uh, you know, you have to be a little aggressive, especially with the level of play surrounding you these days in uh, fantasy baseball. Uh, everyone's knowledgeable. Everyone's looking for that next hot star. Everyone's following stats off of uh, uh, minor league, uh, you know, MILB.com. So it's a, it's a really sophisticated uh, level of play. Yeah, it is. And you need to know your, uh, you need to know your league. You know, as far as the mm-hmm. waiver wire is concerned, uh, is, does everybody pay attention? Do people always overbid, or is it more, uh, uh, I guess, so for lack of a better term, a cheaper league where people try and underbid everybody? Who's right. uh, what positions do the people need? Uh, you know, it, it, all this. There's a lot to be. That's why the, when I get questions about how much should I bid on this guy, it's mm-hmm. always the hardest question. I don't know your league. I just right. don't know your league. So I, I can, you know, I can give you a guess, but my guess can First be way off. do is. Look at last week's uh, waiver wire and see how much people were spending. So you know, get get an idea right. of how aggressive I mean, your league is. It's it's always it's a it's a difficult question to answer. You know, because there, there's no one answer to fit every league. They're just not. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh so it's always uh I I don't want to say it's a pet peeve question of mine, but it's like, buddy, I'll give you a a guess here, but I'm really answering for what my league would spend on them. Mm-hmm. You know, your league, right. I don't know. I, I'm not in your league. It's hard for me to tell what your owners are going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, Juan Soto last week, uh, you know, I think one of the leagues I'm in, uh, somebody used 60% of their fab budget, you know, outfielder for the Nationals. Well, know, he is which, one believer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, let's take a look at a couple of the names out there. Uh, Ross Stripling, uh, 
32% owned in CBS leagues. By the way, all these ownership rates are going to be CBS. Uh, Dodgers have been dealing with the, a lot of uh, starting pitching injuries, as we know. Kershaw, who should be back soon. Rich Hill, Hyunjin Ryu. Uh, took this guy uh, stripling a while to make his big league de- debut. It was 26. Started the season in the bullpen. Uh, last four starts, just been getting better and better. Uh, 22 innings pitches last four starts, 31 Ks, walked just two. So uh, overall innings pitch might be a concern because he hasn't thrown uh, more than 100 innings since 2016 and has uh, 41.1 so far. But short term, I think he's a good add. So do I, I lost out on him on Thursday. Uh, one of my leagues, one of my deeper leagues, I tried to get him and uh, – I forget how much I bid, but I uh, did not win him. So that was disappointing. Mm-hmm. I did win Duffy. Go figure. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you may bring a good point here. Uh, yeah, we, we never know what teams believe as far mm-hmm. as uh, the, the, the innings limit. Uh, they believe it. It's going to be 40 innings over the in- year before. Which put about 140. What happens when everybody gets healthy? You mm-hmm. mentioned the injuries here. Kershaw should be back soon. I believe Rich Hill's out another month, so you're not really worried about him. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, bottom line is this. I think he's worth the pickup. Yep. Pitch, uh, starts his games in a good home ballpark for pitchers. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so I think that's good. Chances of stars are playing better now, so wins are going to be there. And he's hot. So, yes, I mm-hmm. think he's a pickup. Yeah. I mean, strike while the iron is hot, right? Um, Nico Goodrum. Uh Tigers, right? Uh, 22% owned, uh, first base and second base eligible in CBS leagues. Uh, batting average of 235, but uh, limited play, five home runs, five stolen bases. Minor league numbers are mixed, never really hit for a high average. That doesn't bode well, right? It kind of makes sense. I mean, if he's hitting 250 in the minor leagues, he's batting 235 in the majors right now. So, uh, uh, But recently started hitting for power, uh, exhibited some stolen base ability throughout his minor league career. Maybe a stopgap only. If you need a little help, uh, middle infield, probably we are pretty desperate here, deeper league, maybe deeper than twelve yeah. teams. Uh, you're talking fifteenth, yeah. me to go after him here. Uh, the speed is what interests me because you know, uh, mm-hmm. most leagues I do need stolen base, so that's where I'm looking at here. But I don't see him mm-hmm. as an everyday player, right? Uh, Adam Plutko, uh, starting pitcher for the Indians, twenty-four percent owned, and you know the Indians, man, uh, entering this weekend. First place, but a game under 500. They've, they've got some issues that they're dealing with. Uh, Edwin Encarcion uh, still slumping, uh, hitting for power, but he's got to snap out of it a little bit. But uh, back to Putko, uh, I, I like him, but some cautious optimism, right? Uh, 2-0, 2.03 ERA, 0.9 whip. Uh, not really a strikeout pitcher, 10Ks and 13 innings pitched. The FIP, ex-FIP. The Sierra, they're all over five or close to five. Fifty-nine and a half percent fly ball rate. Cautious optimism. I do have some optimism here. Uh, he mm-hmm. took over the role from Josh Tomlin, who uh, was pretty pretty terrible. Uh, he mm-hmm. got a couple of quality starts in a row. Uh, yeah, I think he's someone you can uh, start in. I think Cleveland's going to play better. You know, he's winning mm-hmm. games anyway, but Cleveland should play better as the season rolls along here. They're not going to face much uh, competition from that uh, division. Uh, he's faced, what, the Cubs uh, on, I think it was Tuesday, and uh, Toronto was his other start here. So two clubs that could hit somewhat, and he had really had very little problems uh, shutting them down. So, yes, he's a guy I'm interested in. I think it will be more short-termish, maybe another couple mm-hmm. of weeks, a month. Uh, Danny Salazar comes back in a couple of weeks. Um, not that he's ready to come in to start right away, but I think they're still grooming for him to be that fifth starter. Mm-hmm. And uh, our friends at the BFFs, uh, 
fantasy best friends forever. You could hear them five days a week. Uh, 2 p.m., uh, Greg Sussman, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. Sussman's a big Joe Musgrove guy. Uh, finally made his first start for the, the uh, Pittsburgh. I almost called them the Steelers, the Pittsburgh Pirates last night. 30% owned the CBS leagues. Uh, throughout his career, you know, even in the minors, always exhibited uh, excellent control. Uh through eight minor league seasons. That's a pretty long minor league career. 1.1 walk per nine. So far in the major leagues, 2.2 walks per nine. So I think that's big. Like we were talking about control uh, for uh, young pitchers. Um, could uh, Joe Musgrove pitch well last night on uh, Friday night? Uh, could he be uh, Ray Searidge's latest uh, reclamation project? Uh, I agree with Greg here. I like Musgrove as well. Uh, I love the mm-hmm. fact that he's going to the uh, National League, weaker lineups. You know, if pitcher hits, they use these eighth place hitters, not much better. So that's always good for him. Uh, missing the first uh, almost two months of the season, I don't think it's a bad thing. He'd be fresher. Uh, I'm stronger mm-hmm. there, so it doesn't bother me in the least. Pittsburgh's playing better than we expected them to, also a plus mm-hmm. here. So uh, I don't want to say I'm all, I'm uh, completely on board with Musgrove, but he's someone who's absolutely an ad. Mm hmm. Uh, anybody else uh, on your radar in terms of uh, waiver wire moves? I mean, uh, another guy, Ronald Guzman, who uh, first baseman for the Texas Rangers. If you, you know, look at his overall numbers, I think he's batting like somewhere in the 230s, if I'm not mistaken. But over the past couple of weeks, five home runs, 10 runs scored, 10 runs batted in, uh, 278 batting average over the past couple of weeks. Just 8% owned in CBS leagues. If you look looking for a little pop, uh, might be someone to consider. Uh, Guzman could be someone, like I said, power, pop, uh, Texas, uh, sure. Well, what is going to heat up down there? Ball is going to fly out even further. Uh, I mentioned Alex Reyes earlier. If he's available, he's an absolute go out and get him. I think he's going to be Absolutely. dominant when he mm-hmm. yeah, I think he's gonna be dominant when he gets uh, what gets going here. Uh, he did an outfield, Kepler in uh, Minnesota, fry some pop. Average won't help or won't hurt you either. Jerkson Profar, if you're going back to Texas, he's actually turned it around some. I mean, at one point, he had 11 RBIs in his last nine games, so playing better. Uh, mm-hmm. One player that needs to be discussed, uh, I think, is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I, oh, yeah. Once, it's not because uh, I think Toronto, I don't think Toronto wants to bring him up. I think he's forcing the issue. And the fans mm-hmm. are starting to force it, too. They want to see him there being vocal about it. And now we heard today that maybe Josh Donaldson gets moved to shortstop. Which is wow, intriguing. Uh, I don't think I'd want to do that at all. At least you look at the trade downs and moving on the short side, we might get hurt. And he's got shoulder mm-hmm. problems with a stronger throat. I mean, I don't think that's wise at all. But that, that's what I'm hearing. I'm starting to think that Guerrero's forcing himself into the issue here. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think if he's available and you got a spot, you want to take a shot at because you you want to if he's available in your league, you want to claim him before he gets called up. Because once he gets called yeah. up, what you mentioned about Juan Soto, he's sixty percent of the guy's budget. He's going for hundred yeah. percent of someone's budget. He absolutely right, is. Right. He's gonna he's gonna be that mm-hmm. kind of player here. So if he's available, I wonder if tomorrow night's the last night you get to get him for cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, and now he's gonna price uh, start going up here. A couple of weeks ago, I was gonna, you know, I actually put in a small bid for him, but you know, someone outbid me. I th- think they made a fifty-seven dollar bid. Uh, so uh, I missed out on him in a couple of leagues. So yeah, I agree with I agree with you, man. I mean, and you're right; he is forcing the issue. And I think last week we we might have talked about him. Maybe his defense might not be that great, but the guy. I mean, it's just every time you no, that's you the issue. Yeah, him, he can hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
His his problem so. is all defense. You know, he he's mm-hmm. got some issues in that department, but he, the, the man can rake. Uh, Milky Cabrera mm-hmm. with Cleveland called up this week. You need an outfielder, mm-hmm. and you can't get Guerrero. I don't think, I don't think Milky is a bad second choice. Once again, mm-hmm. more, maybe more of a place filler at this point, but still someone who uh, not likely to hurt you has some upside there. So I think Milky mm-hmm. you want to give a, a look at as well. Uh, you know, if you did saves, Nate Jones, Chicago seems to have taken over that mm-hmm. role from uh, Joaquin Soria. They've had, they've had some issues there, so you maybe mm-hmm. you want to take a look at him. Uh, Jake Marisnik hit a home run for Houston the other night. Another outfielder you might want to think about grabbing. So, you know, the waiver wire is generally, it's it's rare you're going to find a full-timer from his point forward. Generally, you're going to find a guy you like, the hot guy, a couple of weeks, and then you move on and find somebody mm-hmm. else. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Marisnik. Uh, what about Tony Kemp uh, from uh, the Astros? I mean, is his time just limited just until, uh, you know, some of the uh, injured Astros come back? I mean, uh, so far... 20 at-bats, batting 400, has some speed potential. I think you said it correctly. I think he's, his time is limited. I think the Astros were looking for a spark, and they, uh, mm-hmm. they get that offense going again. They kept uh, someone who could provide that spark, but I think his time is limited. I don't think he'll be here long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a guy I noticed that's uh, pretty hot lately, and uh, yeah, he's had his issues. I mean, Ian Happ. And I guess if you're going to try to invest in Ian Happ, who's not going to be on your waiver wire, you're going to have to trade for him. You're going to have to put your trust in Joe Madden. <laughs> because, you know, over the past two weeks, Happ has been on fire. Uh, it, 333 batting average, three home runs. Unfortunately, two of them came in one game, scored nine runs. Walking 34% of the time those past couple weeks. But the issue always when it comes to uh, Cubbies is uh, how much playing time Joe Madden's going to allow them to uh, get. I mean, he likes to shuffle that. Lineup around. That is the issue. And it makes you wonder if, if Happ will ever be able to get on a, a true roll when he sits one of every three games, one of every four games, whatever it might be. Uh, I mean, it's a good problem to have for, for Madden. It means you got a lot of good players. But it also means that, you know, fantasy owners are going to go be a little upset at times when Happ should, you think he should be in the lineup, and he's not. Yeah, he does the same thing with several of his players outside of really Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Uh, so it can be frustrating, but, you know, it is what it is. You know what going in. But uh, you're right. Happ is likely not available in your league because he has second base eligibility, outfield eligibility, power. Uh, I think he hit the first home run this season. Right? He hit a home, uh, home run first at bat. Opening, opening day. day. Right. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm, I like Hap, but I don't like Madden mm-hmm. the way he uses him. Right. And, you know, I was looking at Brandon Crawford, who's also been on fire. Uh, batting uh, 475, two home runs, 10 runs batted in over the past couple of weeks. Uh you know, 57% owned in CBS League, so I guess it depends on probably the size of your league, right? Whether or not he's available or not. But uh, look, don't get too enamored. I mean, 475 is way you know, out of his range. But in the past, I mean, he's had some pop, you know, maybe like 60 or 70 runs better than for the season. A uh, solid player, but kind of got lost in the shuffle there. Oh, you say he has some pop. And he's, he's proven mm-hmm. it in the past. He's hot now. I'm a little surprised he's available in that many leagues. Uh, I would have thought, mm-hmm. uh, you know, once again, shortstop, middle infield. Not that you'd ever want him as a DH, but you would have thought he'd be uh, gobbled up there. But I mean, it may mm-hmm. show you how deep. Because so we discussed Stalin Casher earlier. He was available in a ton of leagues, too. You know, I think mm-hmm. it shows you more that the position of middle infield is deeper than it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. Anybody that you're just totally given up on at this stage? I mean, uh, like we said, we're kind of like a, a basically, you know, over just about a third, getting close to that uh, that part of the season. I mean, uh, like, at, like at this stage, I mean, I think Lewis Brinson uh, on the Marlins, I mean, 
it has to be sent down. I mean, five for his last 45, 114 clip. Maybe it uh, would behoove the, the Marlins to kind of sit him down, not sit him down, but send him down, kind of get his head straight and maybe call him up, uh, you know, once he could figure it out. It's tough for a rookie. I'm not surprised. I mean, Britson may have been rushed anyway, sort of justify all these trades that uh, Miami made. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's Stanton, Azun, Yelich. I think they were hoping uh, Britson could come in and be that rookie who plays well right away. Not surprised mm-hmm. that uh, he's, mm-hmm. it's, it's taking a long time here. Plays I've given up on, well, let's look from the, uh, the early game today. Uh, Drew Pomerantz pitched another, had another mm-hmm. terrible start today. You know, against Atlanta, what, he gave up five runs in three-plus innings there. Uh, he's been terrible all season long. He thought maybe he might pitch together, pitch better today because he made a mechanical adjustment. Mm, mm-hmm. Apparently not. You know, ZRA is approaching seven. Uh, Aaron Sanchez, I was close on it, and then he had one uh, mm-hmm. good start, so he's got a two-start a week next week. One's against Boston, so that sucks. But the other one's against Detroit. I'm willing to give him one more shot before I move on from him. Uh, when I stick with Toronto, I was just about to give up on Stroman before he went on with DL. Maybe that DL stint, whenever he comes back, uh, he will have fixed whatever problems he had. But he's a player I've been about, uh, really about done with as well. Uh, as, mm-hmm. like I said, it, it is the time. Memorial Day is my, mm-hmm. my first flag point of the season where guys aren't getting it done. I have to move on and find go to guys who at least have a chance to get it done. Yeah, cause, mm-hmm. uh, one person I'm not giving up on, by the way, since we're talking about it, is Brian Dozier. Okay, mm-hmm. he's historically gets off to slow starts. Okay, I know this one's so extended a little further than we'd week. like. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. Bro, I think Doge will be fine, so I don't want to mm-hmm. overpanic about him and go, oh, my God, I got, I got traded for 60 cents on a dollar. He's not on this list. Mm-hmm. All right, let's switch gears just a couple minutes left. Las Vegas Golden Knights versus the Washington Capitals. I know you're a big hockey fan. How does a, a, an expansion team Make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, I, you know, and and who's the who's the favorite in this? The favorite is actually Vegas. Uh, they are the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, not surprising. Ever, uh, <laughs> no one saw this coming. But anyone uh, anyone who tells you they did is lying. Mm-hmm. No one mm-hmm. saw Vegas going going to the playoffs, more or less, the Stanley Cup Finals. Uh, they're a team that's catching t- uh, people off guard. Their their speed is relentless. They back check, mm-hmm. and you got a, a goalie who's as hot as anybody. You do that, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. Uh, Washington, it, it's kind of ironic. They are probably the weakest team they've had in, uh, <laughs> under this run they've had here. You know, they mm-hmm. uh, don't have the depth they used to have. Ovechkin's playing out of his mind. Holpe, fantastic since being inserted back as the starting goaltender in game three of the first round where he looks good. Mm-hmm. It's, I, think it's going, I hope it's a good series. I truly do. Um, I picked against Vegas every round, so I'm, it's sort of a running joke. I keep picking <laughs> against them now. Uh, like I said mm-hmm. if I was if I was gambling, if I was just going to play some money down, I'd go Vegas in seven. But since I keep picking against them, if you're a Vegas Golden Knight fan, you should want me to pick against them because it's worked out in your favor every game, every series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go Washington seven. I just want to see it seven games. I want to see a good series. I sort of can't lose here. Vegas is a great story. If uh, Washington wins, Ovechkin deserves a cup as much as anybody. Mm-hmm. All right, there you go. Should be an entertaining series. Starts Monday night. Thanks for everyone for tuning in to Weekend Fantasy Update. Good job. And uh, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend.